You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Um, that was really awesome. So thank you, guys. I know you're watching. I've always free live stream. Thank you, guys. So um, I'm here to introduce our next speaker. And this speaker is really near and dear to my heart because when I was a uh, freshman at UCLA, he was uh, he had graduated and he stayed a year to help out. There are no other male disciples from our church at UCLA at the time. So I decided to go there. I was a male freshman um, and he stayed a year. He stayed that whole year to help kind of just help the ministry continue to function and to flow. And me being a scared freshman, it was really helpful to have someone who's older who had gone through their four years uh, at UCLA. And I remember one thing he did specifically was he had this jacket. It was like this old, like, retro UCLA jacket, you know, like stuff that you wear in the 80s, but still cool like today. And uh, I remember him handing it to me saying, now I pass the baton on to you. And it was such a monumental moment. And now he leads the church in uh, El, called El Mensaje, the El Mensaje Church, which is a Spanish-speaking church, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy to see just how his life has gone. And his, uh, his now wife, who was not his then wife, was one of the sisters in our campus ministry. And, uh, her name is Monica. She's not here with us, but she was awesome and very helpful as well as I was a UCLA student. So, without further ado, I give you Jonathan Galvan. Good morning. How you guys doing today? Well, as you guys heard, my name is Jonathan Galvan, and for me, this is like coming back home as well, you know. Uh, it is incredible to be before you today, and, and I'm, I'm already moved to tears by the stories that we heard today. Uh, I will be sharing a little bit more about, you know, what it is to be a Latino or Hispanic in this country. And, and I'm just so grateful that we could be part of a church that really gave us an opportunity to really be and not be afraid of just who God created you to be. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And thank you so much for being here. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you so much for creating each of us for who we are. And... Just picking the time and place where we should meet so we could get to know you more. So we get to connect with one another and experience your presence, God. So, Father, I pray for today's service. Father, I already sense your Holy Spirit being among us today, Father. And I just pray that your Spirit could help us see. I just pray, Father, that your Spirit could refresh our minds and our hearts. And we could see how uniquely... You created us to have a relationship with you that transcends this life into eternity, Father. Father, I love you, and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, again, so grateful to be here. Uh, for those that don't know me, I have a couple of pictures to you so you can see that what um, they were saying. It's true that I used to be here at one point. But before that, I wanted to show you that my beautiful wife and myself, we see life as an adventure. That's what I love the picture. We're just for the right. 
And I love that. I love that. So that's my wife, Monica, now Galvan. Before that, she was Monica Ponce de Leon, for those that got to know her. And the next picture is part of my family, too. And that is our Instagram influencer, Rambo, Alpha Dragon Jr. So just a little bit about me. That's my wonderful family. And that right there is us, my wife, then my sister in Christ, when she got baptized, and the guy behind there was me in the camera. I never imagined that I was in the, you know, right there seeing my my wife getting baptized. And and I appreciate Kenny sharing about this journey at UCLA. Uh, when I was there at UCLA, you know, like many of us, many Latinos, we 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 want to have higher education to make something something of ourselves. But what I realized when I got to UCLA that maybe there was a bigger planning place. And just being there and being the only male at that time, I felt like God was calling me and saying, hey, you got to go up there and reach out. And if you've ever been in campus by yourself trying to reach out, that's hard. It really requires to center in God and let God strengthen you and let God guide you. You truly have to believe this here. You truly have to study out. You truly have to be convinced because everybody else believes something else. And you got to know the truth and you got to be faithful about the truth. And it should all work, right? Well, for me, it didn't work that well. <laughs> for years, I will pray a couple hours because I was afraid. I was afraid. So I will just pray a couple hours and be like, okay, God, now I'm going to go and share my faith. I will see someone walking by. I'll be like, next one. I'll see somebody else walking by. No, no, that person looks busy. And it was just like that. It, it, it was so hard at times. That one time I reached out to this one gentleman. And I was like, hey, you want to come and learn about God and the Bible? And he actually said, yes, I would love to. And I said, well, thank you very much. I'll see you. Oh, wait, what happened? You want to know about God? Yeah, I've been looking for it. And we studied the Bible. But again, it just felt like this disappointment that he didn't want to make Christ Lord. But it's so incredible to see this picture because during my two years there, it was not the numbers that God was showing me that he was interested but he picked my wife to be there. So it, my wife was the only disciple at that time getting baptized at UCLA. Who knew that I went to UCLA to get my wife as a disciple? Then Kenny came along. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to go elsewhere. And he took on and I was so happy to see who got picked to continue the torch in the campus ministry there. God doesn't make mistakes. And right there is me with you guys here in the West with the UCLA game. I, I heard there's another one coming up, another rally. It was so much fun, such a great time. So if you could go, you should definitely join the fellowship. This is one of the pictures there when I was there with you guys. And the other thing I wanted to show you here is that I bring you greetings too from 
your iglesia hermanita, which means younger sister, el mensaje. For those that are new and you guys don't know, you guys were part of actually sending this mission team as well. You guys have contributed so much, even financially, and so many people coming. Some of you guys, you know, Alex Casanova coming. And, and it's so beautiful and so wonderful to give an opportunity to people that, you know, because of language, they may not get to know about God. And because of you guys, they get to know about God. It is so incredible even to partner together. I have a next picture here that I will be showing. If you guys don't remember, this picture is a, a year ago. It was last year. This is the West and El Mensaje partnering together. Right before the pandemic hit, before we went home, we came together. And we came together because there is a wonderful lady Next picture, Hilma Rodriguez, Oscar's Rodriguez mom. Who got to know about God, who got to know about Jesus and his plan for her life in Spanish. So I love this thing. That it's not like we divide our ministries based on race or ethnicities. That's not biblical. But it's based in language. So that's why we specialize. It's a specialty ministry. And that's why I feel so grateful to be here with you guys and being able to be included into this. Because you'll see the next picture that I have here. Just to see the unity of cultures. That's God's kingdom. If you're visiting today, sometimes so many things divide us. But God unifies us. And I love that when we're praying at the beach, for God's plan to be and come through. But today, I want to um, invite you into a journey. So if you show the next picture, please. And, you know, now that we're talking about Hispanic Heritage Month, I love how they're clarifying that Hispanic is not just one country. But as you can see, it's many countries. Even I was really curious to know who actually is descending from some, some Hispanic country. Just uh, once you get up, let's see it. So, you see, this is incredible. It's incredible that, like, literally half of the church, it's connected with this Hispanic heritage. Now... I'm so grateful for this opportunity again because I, I literally watch every lesson from you guys for this series about trust. And it was mind-blowing, let me tell you that, just to hear from every person that got a chance to do the lesson up here. It was just transforming. And to see this happening, I feel that it's more than just words. It's actually Something that is happening before you guys. It was incredible to think about trust and to be trusted to be before you here today. And uh, we're going to hear more about that in a second. And, and the reason why I say this is so incredible and so healing, even as you guys watch the video and you guys heard about the family, sometimes there's so much pain. There's so much. We are so wounded because, I, as you hear by my accent, I'm not first generation. I'm actually an immigrant. 
from Mexico. And I, and, and I know a lot of people, you, you guys know me as, you know, tacos. So if you show the next picture, that's my family, taco man, my mom, my wife, and myself helping there. So you probably see me helping my dad. But, um, but it not always has been like that. I'll be honest. I was embarrassed at some points in my life. There was a point in my life that I was like, you know what? I need to get out to never come back. And guess why I, I didn't want to go back to the Spanish ministries? Because I, it was too close to my house. It was too close home. I was like, can I run away as much as I can? Because I don't want that. I want to be a professional. You guys probably don't know, but I actually became a software architect and I work in a company designing solutions. I wanted to be known as that. But I didn't want to be known as the guy who serves tacos. But there's something beautiful about the kingdom of God, which is the upside down kingdom, where the one that serves is the greatest. And the one that is served is the least. So it is in moments like this that are real to me that teaches me, you know what? This is what it is about serving. And to be here and to be given an opportunity to represent our heritage, it is amazing. And that's why uh, I want to invite you to go with me because before we used to cook the cow, believe it or not, we used to milk the cow. I got some real raw milk. Yeah. And I, I grew up drinking this. We call them palomos. So my dad and I, we used to go and um, so if, I'll show you a little video of my hometown. So if you could put the video, please. And, and the idea was God really teaching me that he created us in a way. And we're going to look at the scriptures right now. If you could start opening your Bibles to Matthew 6. Um, and you'll see how we're going to connect there. What's teaching me that? That there's some incredible treasures in how he created you. And, and the plan why he created you the way that you are. So if you're embarrassed and shame sometimes to look at your heritage, don't be. And I hope that after this, you can understand why I created you the way you are. So you could do great things for him. Amen? All right, so let's read together. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroys. And where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where moths and vermins do not destroy. And where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is. There your heart will be also. The eye is the lamb of the body. 
If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light within you is darkness, how gray is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What will you eat or drink or about your body? What will you wear? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, reap, or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you no much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet, I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of this. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow stone into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you little faith. So do not worry saying, what should we eat or what should we drink or what should we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Didn't the Spirit already minister you when you read the scripture? It's incredible when uh, they asked me if I could do this lesson, and they give me this specific scripture, I felt worry and I felt worried because I'm like this is something that I heard many times and this is something that some people that have visited church for many years have heard it many times what do I have to say about this God and it was incredible when I make the space for God and I seek to see what he wanted to say he has a little message for you if that's where you are he said, I'm happy that you heard the scripture many times because today I want to give you new eyes to some spiritual truth. If you're hearing this for the first time, it's incredible what Jesus teaches about things like wealth and money and where to focus our attention. It was mind-blowing going through this series and preparing this lesson. I was not ready to learn what God was about to show me. But somehow, I realized that the first therapist that I ever probably existed in walking uh, in, in, on earth was Jesus himself. Next slide. There is an exercise that my therapist uses with me. It's the 5-4-3-1 coping technique. Have you guys ever used that before? What it is, is you get five 
you get to focus in five objects to see. So the thing about seeking, you got to be intentionally looking for something. So that is the first step on the five, four, three, two, one copy technique. Then you focus on touch, hearing, smell, and taste. But today I wanted to even just do a little exercise together on the first one. We're not going to look at five items, but we're going to look at one item. And it is so incredible to just see Jesus teaching this and saying, hey, guys, look. Look at the birds. They may teach you something. Look. Look at the flowers. They may teach you something. And incredibly, you pay pretty good money to go and do this in therapy sessions. It, and, and, and the amazing thing about this technique is called grounding, which it's about being here. And when you read the scripture, it's, it, that's what it's talking about. It's about being here, not there, but being here. So I want us to take just a second and look at the grass, look at the flowers, look at an object. Just find one object, each of you guys. Just find an object, like something that nature created, right? Just just look at it. So let me find something myself. When I got here, this was so insignificant. But when we look at something, and if you're looking at your object, you get to start looking at the detail of the object. And you start to find beauty. You start to find so much detail on this specific item. Like seriously, I could now spend like probably like 20 minutes just looking at this. But I only have a few minutes left. But there is something that already starts happening to you physiologically. The worries of life, the things around, for some reason, kind of like stop. Because you actually focus in something God created. Is that incredible? Some people say that God's creation was the first Bible written. We see the Holy Spirit creating that. And we see those are the advices that, that we get from the Bible. So I, I love this picture here because when I'm looking at a specific scripture, it's becoming so helpful to even study who wrote the book that I'm reading in the Bible. And the writer of Matthew is credit to this man here. You know, this is a tax collector. So can you imagine or can you think about what their personality looked like? How was the tax collector back then? I was trying to think about and connect with that. And the closest I came to was some people in the hood. Because that's what happened. You know, I came here and I grew up in the hood before I came to West LA. That they will, you know, sell you stuff and collect money. And back in these days, tax collectors were look as someone who betrayed their nation, who betrayed their country. The Jews did not like them. And, and, and so think about it. To be a tax collector, you had to be true. You had to have focus. You had to, 
you know, that was like your skill set. Read body language. And I'm telling you, these people that I know, they didn't get a college degree, but they went to school on hard knocks. They could read you a mile away. They know your weaknesses. They know your strengths. They read you well. They're really good at detail. So when I picture the writer of the Bible, I think about Matthew. Someone who was not liked by people. Someone who was not accepted by people. But someone who was observing. Someone that that was his gift. That was his strength to watch and to record. Because I'm sure he was good with numbers. Incredible to think about who was the writer and the things that he was writing. If you look at the verses that we were reading, it was talking about you cannot serve God and money. Don't you think that was like straight to the heart of this writer when he was listening in the audience back in those days? I'm sure. And right now we're going to go to the next scripture as we're closing down. But I'm thinking about when he was listening to this, he was not a follower of Jesus Christ. So it was incredible to see in person this message was like totally talking to him. Because he was getting an understanding of this. What is he focusing on? Because you cannot serve materialism or serve money and serve God. And what is the whole point of the whole thing here? When we look into the bigger picture of the different themes in the Bible, we see major things. And and these are the four that I have on the screen. Where God created a place to have an intimate relationship with his creation. We also see Eve's offspring versus evil. We also see God wants to provide for humans. And God created Adam to rule, to care, to multiply on earth under his direction. So these are like central themes to the Bible. And in those verses that we were reading, you could find them. I just don't have time to go one by one and show you, but you could definitely do it. And you see this through the Bible, and you see this in these specific verses. So I think that for some reason, he spoke to Matthew when he heard Jesus saying this. And he realized, wow. There is a better and bigger plan for my life. And honestly speaking, that's what happened to me when they shared, my, when they shared their faith with me for the first time as well. I came back home. I had no religion. When I was 13, I told my dad and my mom, you know what? I'm not Catholic. I don't want that anymore. It's boring for me. My dad was like, fine, we're not going to fight for that. From that time on... I wasn't sure if I was atheist or if I, if I was agnostic. But I felt sometimes in time of trouble that maybe there's someone up there. Maybe there's something up there. Like in these principles that wants to have a relationship with me. That maybe there's a bigger plan for my life. That maybe I don't have to hustle and lie and cheat and do all kinds of stuff to better myself and to do something in this world. That maybe there is a better way. Like seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. Maybe there is someone up there that could guide me. Because I fell alone. Like a lot of them share today. Even in the video. 
I have no guidance. I have no direction. But when I found that there was a God that cares, that really spoke to me. And that there's a God that created us to not only, you know, rule, which means now in our days to own a company, to own a corporation, to have an organization, to create something. But he wants us to take care of it and do it in the right way. Remember what we talk about? Seeking. Looking to do it the right way. And I love how we went back into this journey that I was sharing. Because there was a time in my life that it seemed like there, everything was fine with life. Until it wasn't as a kid. And from that point, I felt this gap, this distance. Until I found his kingdom and his righteousness. And that is the invitation that God does to each of us. To seek his kingdom and his righteousness. I apologize if someone has hurt you in the past and misused the passage to make you do something. Or make you do more things. And making you feel you're not good enough. The message is completely different. The message is God wants to have a relationship with you. The message is God wants you to do great things. And that's why, you know, he created us, each of us different. And that's for me what right now celebrating Heritage Month means. I have so much more to share, but I think I'm on time right now. So we're going to move into our discussions. And, and I want you guys to have a great time together. And then I'll come back and close us in prayer. Do I read the questions? All right. So the first question that I have is, describe a physical sensation when you feel uncertain or worry. Like, what do you feel? Where do you feel worry? On my way here, I was stressing out because I was coming late. And I'm like, I'm preaching about this. God, help me. But I was able to capture it, and I felt a sensation in my stomach. started feeling in the back because I was worried that I was going to be late. So what is it that you feel? Which leads us into the second question. And, and uh, uh, So the second question is, how does seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness? And we'll just change it a little bit because I didn't get to my other points. Uh, helps you find life and purpose for you because i didn't get to the what cultivate intuition and trusting faith really applied so i'll cut it short for that thank you okay so let's um let's go ahead and pray for communion okay let's pray together um dear heavenly father um Thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus, even to give us an example of just putting your kingdom and your righteousness first and establishing it in this world, God. And we know that even for each of us to have the opportunity to have that relationship with you, Father, it came at the cost of the most precious to you. So that's why at this time of communion, we remember the sacrifice, God, that it wasn't just a freebie. But it cost you the dearest to your heart, Father. So as each of us take communion this morning, God, and I pray that we could reflect in our relationship with you, 
how much you love us, and how much you believe in each of us, God. So, Father, to you be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.